Hello everybody and welcome back to Dolphin for Murder, the true crime podcast for the girls, gays, days and anyone who wants to bloody listen. The boys, the girls and the MBs. Mm-hmm. My name is Martin. My name is Emily. And welcome. So, <laughs> well, you know, we like to do introductions so you know who we are. Um, this yes. week I'm going to be telling the story of the Doodler serial killer. That is a terrible name. Isn't it? Ter- well, you'll, you'll understand why he was called the Doodle later on. Right. Um, so, as people know who listen to this, before we get into the story of the the uh, of the week, we like to have a little chat. We chat shit. We talk about popular culture, what's been going on in the world, blah, 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 blah. Indeed. If you don't want to listen to that, fuck you. And skip ahead to the story. Um <laughs> Savage. I don't care. Um, we will be posting the um, timestamp time stamp in the information of yeah. the episode. And we haven't had an episode for a little while. We haven't. We've had some um, scheduling conflicts. Um, yeah. Internet's not been where Internet's been intermittent, you know. Yeah. Some days I'm like, do you know what? Fuck it, I can't be bothered. Um, yeah. And we're on the brink of World War Three, so... Yeah, well, we will be in World War Three if people keep calling for a no-fly zone without understanding what it actually means. That's very true. So I you literally know, think most people think it's a net in the sky. We're not going to dwell on it too much because I'm sure everyone, you know, you're seeing it everywhere at the moment. So we're going to yeah. crack on with the light-hearted, popular culture shit, you know, yes. to, to, you know. Before we on. get into the case, yeah. So how has your week been, Emily? It's been alright. I've um I bought Elden Ring. Okay. Which is which is the game it's like I think it's written by George R. R. Martin, who did Game of Thrones. Right. But it's like from I've never played it, it's from like the Dark Souls. It's something to do with Dark Souls or something. It's like it, like a whole bunch of video games that I've never played before. But everybody was raving about it. So mm. I was like, Alright, I'm gonna play it. Yeah. And I'm actually really enjoying it. I don't really understand what I'm doing. Right. I don't understand what the plot is. Like life. I'm just kind of like, what? yeah. I'm yeah, just, just kind like of like life. riding around on a horse, yeah. picking things up, killing things, getting yeah. killed. Right. It's like, it's really cool though. It's like got a massive open world map and it's kind of, yeah, it's good. Do you know what? I've never really been like a gamer. Me either, but I've got my gaming PC now. So, you know, got to do it. Honestly, you get, there are so many people, like, especially on, like, the dating apps that are, like, into gaming, and then they're usually into, they usually put in their bio, hashtag 420, and I'm like, oh, really? Oh, good lord. Like, no offence, do do what you want to do, but the vibe you're putting out is that you sit indoors all day and smoke weed and play computer games, which... (laughs) I mean... If you want to do that, then you do you, boo-boo, but I need to see the sunshine from time to time, you know? Bollocks, you never leave the house anyway. I open my curtains. Some out of sunshine. I don't know. I'm feeling like my mood is like these last like few weeks. Um, I've been in the dumps, you know, like down in the dumps. Um, yeah. Like I genuinely, when I was younger, I used to be like seasonal affective disorder. Don't know her. Who the fuck is she? People are making yeah. it up. I it's it's true. But I think it's not just that. I think it's to do with everything. It's to do with the news. Obviously, mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. that we're seeing on the news is incredibly bleak and yeah. it's like the uncertainty of the future yeah We've, we're kind of emerging out of the pandemic and now we're in like this weird conflict i mean it doesn't help that every day my mum keeps going to me 
um, Martin, what are we going to get you to eat when there's a nuclear war? And I'm like... Oh, for God's sake. She's like, we need to know what you're going to eat so in case there's no power. And I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, will you eat I macaroni? I don't think you're going to be worried about what you're going to no, I think no. I don't think you're going to be anti-sauce when sauce is the well, only thing left on her. <laughs> she did ask me if I would eat macaroni and cheese in a can and I said I'd rather die. So... Oh my God. Honestly, yeah, honestly, why... Okay, my mum was talking about this as well. Why would you want to survive a nuclear fallout? I don't know. It depends. I re- You know what? I remember at school there was a book that we read I think it was called Children of the Dust um, right. and it was about um, a nuclear bomb that went off it was written in the right. 80s for you know um, yeah. and then it was about like these children and like later on the children like were born with like covered in like hair yeah it was bizarre like, well, I mean I'm not well, I won't be I having any that happens but but honestly like what I why would you want to survive it Make I don't know. Fall out. Well, I don't Came know. Out it, quick. it depends. Depends where it is. Anyway, I'm not going to get into nuclear because I have this conversation with my mum every fucking day. Well, it, yeah, it's <clears> not. <throat> hopefully, that that is not going to happen. I don't. I don't personally believe that will happen. Hopefully so. not. Well, yeah. speaking of like scary things that can happen, that something mm. that has happened is in Japan, right? Oh, I heard about this. There's something called a killing stone, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's why is it called a killing stone? Hold on. Omelis killing stone. Sorry, Sesho Seki in Nasu, Japan, mm. is said to have imprisoned the wicked nine-tailed f- fox demoness Ta- Tamamo no Mei. Superstition says right. anyone who comes into contact with the stone is cursed and ultimately killed, right? Lovely right. stone. Many are now worried because the stone has cracked open and apparently... When did it, when did it crack open? I don't know. When Harambe died, probably. Oh, um, <laughs> honestly, it's wrapped open and now apparently the demon is loose and is going to wreak havoc. Well, there's a lot of havocy things going on. Well, legend so. says legend says that the stone is the transmuted corpse of Tamano Nome, a nine-tailed fox demoness who took the form of a beautiful woman as a ploy to murder the Emperor Kano on behalf of an evil rival feudal lord. Wow. When she was slain by famous warrior Muri no Suke, her body was transformed into the cursed stone. That's quite scary. Isn't it, though? And now it's cracked open. I want to know if it naturally cracked open because this um, demon was like, you know, fuck it, I'm out of here. Or some kid has gone and cracked it open and been like, lol, I've got the best story. You know, like in a horror movie where you're like, oh my God, let's go do that. Let's go do a Ouija board. Let's not. Yeah. Yeah? Let's not. Because... Never mess with that stuff. Never mess with the occult. Well, I'm not. So I used to be in a witch cover when I was at school, but it was only. I was a good witch. I was. I was a white witch, like Stevie Nicks. Good lord. Well, let's hope that it's all just superstition and way way and not anything intense. But it, that is quite, you know. Isn't it though? You it's, don't want to be messing with these fucking stones. You don't want to be messing with that. Just leave it alone. Leave it. Leave alone. it alone. Don't go anywhere. It's got. It's. Partic- people go and like visit it. No, don't do that. I don't particularly believe in any of this stuff at all. But like. I mean, I don't uh, believe that there um, was a demon trapped inside a stone. Like, I'm, um, you know. You never know. I don't, you never know. I don't want to take the chance, you know. You never know. It's not worth it to me. It's really not worth it. Like, just no. leave that stone alone. Let it be. Um, do you know who else I, I think we should leave alone? And no. I don't care if I get hate from this. Who cares? Let them let hate. I am let against, I'm hate. against cancel culture, right? Right. But we need to cancel Kim Petras. I said it... <laughs> Her coconuts. Because well, she's still working. Because she still works with Doctor Luke. She's still all of, her latest album is produced by Doctor Luke, and she has said in the past, like I would never work with someone who is who is an abuser. 
Therefore, it's like people still work with Roman Polanski and Woody Allen. It blows the mind, doesn't it? I say cancel fucking yeah. Woody Allen. But it's like all these gays that are on... T- I made a TikTok about it. It got like seven likes. Because I'm a superstar. Um, all these gays on TikTok that are like... Because she's got a, she's got an album out and it's like got songs on it like Throat Go and one that goes, Fuck me like a slurt. Right? All that shit, right? Oh, and the gays love it, yeah. But they're singing Immortal Links, but they were the ones that were, you know, shouting free Kesha, free Kesha. But now right. someone's released a banger of an album. <laughs> Don't really matter anymore because they can dance around and say, th- talk about being a throat goat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it like circuit gays? Of course. Of <laughs> course it's the circuit gays. It's, it's the... the white circuit gays. Always. Yeah, yeah. It's always them, isn't it? Always. They, they, uh, uh, okay, let's not cancel Kim. Let's cancel them. Yeah. Oh fuck it, we can cancel. This is what I was too. talking about you last week. About how um about how um you know, like gay pride and stuff used to be like really radical. Oh, used yeah. to be like really radical, real like roots in the le- in like left leaning politics, mm. communist, socialist. Mm. Now it's just like total capitalist whitewash. Honestly, you've said this to me for ages and when I revealed to you earlier this week that you no longer see an arseless chap at a at a main main <laughs> pride event, you were devastated. Well, I was just like, "What's that's a that's a hallmark of gay pride." I know. It's like going and seeing fucking a bunch of people waving flags on a fucking Barclays float. True. It's about seeing like seeing like one guy, um, like in chains, mm. and another guy in arseless chaps, and yeah. then like you know, like r- some radical politics. That's it's, what I want it, in, at gay pride. It's about looking to your left and seeing you know the LGBT goth society walking yeah. down the parade and then turning to your right and seeing someone getting fisted by a bin. That is yeah, what exactly. Pride is about. Exactly. Goths and fisting, you know? Yeah. Like absolutely. I wanna say No, but there are there are like <laughs> there are like there are niche prides. Like you have like Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco, which is where the yeah. case today is based actually. Um and that's like a leather bear kink kind of vibe. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't wanna I don't wanna be like fully immersed in that kink vibe you know no i want like a sprinkling of kink yeah do you know what i mean like i want to be yeah, walking exactly. down the street i want to be walking down the street i want to be I want to see i want to see a drag queen covered in glitter i want to see two little twinks holding hands walking down the street and then i want to see a big muscle daddy wearing assless chaps and chains i just want to see like i just want more radical politics in in all of these groups you're I very you're got... very radical at the moment you're, you're back on your um, radical politic vibe I am. Mate. You are. I'm it comes in waves. Like, it comes in waves. It really with does. You. But well, everything is. But everything's political, though. Everything. Literally everything. Our entire lives are political. Our our, our very existence is political. It's very cool. Why? Well, it's like socio-economics. That's all to do with, like, you know, like, the world that we live in. We all live under capitalism. Anyway, move on to something more light-hearted. Okay. Yeah, because we could go down like a very, very long. Right. I mean, yeah, because it's all it's all political, especially if you're in a marginalised identity group. Everything's political. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, but let's so when not... I say politics, I don't just I don't mean like House of Commons with people debate. I, I mean like more kind of like the, the it's like like the stuff we talk about on this podcast. Like we don't just talk about true crime cases. We also talk about you know the socio economic factors that go into like this kind of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Life yeah. ain't black and white anymore. It's not. It's it not. never has been. It's a rainbow of colours. It is. Um do you know what? Like let's get on to like light hearted things. What have you been watching on the telly? Nothing. Nothing but the news. Documentaries about Ukraine. Nice. Um, 
Interesting. Um, <laughs> well, I have been trying to not watch the news so much. Um, mm-hmm. I have been re-watching a show that I love. I, I don't I doubt you've seen it because you don't really watch that much TV anymore. Um, I don't. Oh my God, it's so good. It's called Queen of the South. Queen of the South. Never Any, even heard of it. Anyone who's listened to this podcast who has watched Queen of the South, shout it out. Mess, message us on Instagram. You know, I love it. It's basically about this woman called Teresa Mendoza. Um, right. who And everyone calls her Teresita and I love it. Um, right. And basically she is from Mexico and then she gets involved with this guy who's part of the cartel and then he gets killed and then she has to like run away and then she's on the run from the cartel and then she turns out to be like, she turns into this big drug lord. It's really fucking good. Interesting. Maybe it's, I should watch it. My mum's currently watching, re-watching, um, what's it? What's it called? Breaking Bad. No, the other one. Better Call Saul. Oh, no, no. Never watched that. I, I, I watched like two episodes. It's, it's pretty, I don't know. See, I just never I'm got not, into it. No, I'm not a massive Bob, Oden, Bob Odenkirk fan. I don't... He, oh, I think he's great. Meh. He's, yeah, no. Um, But like, what I love about Queen and South is because obviously half of it's in Mexico. So like... Mm-hmm. They in the early seasons they do the they add the um you know South America filter to the to the screen. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Where and everything's what, like, like like kind of sepia. Yeah, everything's sepia. Yeah. So you can tell so you're watching it and you're like, Oh, they're in Mexico now. But they oh, kind of fa- they phase that out as the series goes on and it gets really, really good. good. But I love all like they look they say like cabron and I love all like the Spanish like swear words and stuff. It, I really enjoy nice. it. Also the storyline is just really great. I just don't really watch um what was the last thing I watched? I don't know. I did start reading a book, oh. but even that's. <laughs> oh no! I started reading. Um. Oh my god! I'm literally like that. I I can't contribute to this pop culture section at all. Well, honestly, you... I can only contribute through things that I've seen on Twitter because the only things I'm watching are fucking documentaries. <laughs> and I started reading a book about the CIA called The Devil's Chessboard. Fucking hell! And you've got rid of TikTok, <laughs> so fuck me. Oh, I did. Oh my god, yes. Maybe I should get I a, maybe TikTok. I should get a special guest in for this popular culture shit. Yeah, maybe. Well, just. I deleted TikTok cuz honestly, I just spend too much time on it. Okay, <clears> that's one thing we can talk about on t- about TikTok. The what? reason I deleted it was because for about 6 days, it was non-stop drama of these people that I've never engaged with. Oh my god, my is entire it life. Is it is it the two people and the man oh, say the man and the woman? Um, <clears throat> the indigenous man yes, yes. Lance, modern warrior oh my yes, god <clears throat> it's just people with their like airing their personal drama out it's so it's everywhere it's everywhere but this is what makes me think it's bullshit because how um, is it on everyone's for you page I well, have never seen people... either of these people on tiktok in my life before and now I'm well, flooded with is... them yeah, and this is an interesting thing because a lot of people in like leftist activist circles on TikTok were basically saying like, is this a thing that is like the algorithm has just picked this thing up to like discredit all of these like activist people on TikTok just to push it out to everybody? I don't know, but like, I, I'm i like... Everybody's getting it. I'm, I'm, I, I've been doing the thing where I put press not interested on videos about them so i'm not getting yeah. them so much anymore but it's so it's weird that like even you would get them because you're yeah. not a person that would interact with people like that no you i wouldn't li- inter- like you you don't interact with politics stuff or like call out stuff on tiktok no my tiktok is literally like attractive men yeah and it's like memes and gays meme, memes and gays literally that's yeah, it that's literally it. memes and it's gays very, and drag queens very... memes gays and drag queens is my 
TikTok. I just saw so much of it and I was like, do you know what? I just don't want this app anymore. Like it just profits off a fucking human trauma and it's all these people just airing their dirty laundry. And you see it all the time, like in all mm. those group, um, all those live streams that I used to send you that I used Mate, to Mate, those live streams used to drive me crazy. The drama ones where it's just people screaming and shouting at each other. Yeah, you'd be and like, oh my God, look at this. Point. This is so good. And I'd be like, oh my God, no. I don't, why would I want to watch people scream and shout? I, I never said this is so good. I said, fucking hell, look at this. It's funny. No, I know. But I'd be like, oh my God, I can't. <laughs> can't look at the this is just like I yeah it's horrendous and me. i got to a point where i was consuming so much of it and like because it's that kind of thing where it's like it's like it's like you you kind of look at it through your fingers you're like this is terrible but you can't stop watching it yeah, yeah and i was yeah. like rubber neck fucking good yeah i'm yeah. proper rubber necking in yeah. other people's drama and that's <laughs> not good for my mind so i was like deleting the app i'm done i privated all of my videos I'm just fucking done with TikTok. I'm not interested in it. Anyway. I don't know, man. I think you just need to, you know, work the algorithm into into your favour. And I had. And but I, then, and that was the but that I had. But then, like, what I what I've done now is I've pressed not interested, so I'm not seeing it anymore. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want that. I, I and also, I feel like I'm kind of. I don't know. Like, like it, there's a difference, but that's, I guess that's the difference between me and you is you are more pop culture like films, TV, and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I love films and TV, blah, 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 blah. But I also get a huge enjoyment from, like, documentaries, non-fiction books, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, like, the, now getting rid of TikTok off my phone, I feel like I've got a bit more time to do that. Yeah. Because otherwise I, I was just scrolling for hours. Like I said to you the other day, I was like, one thing that I hate about TikTok is it's stopped my ability to be able to just watch episode after episode after episode after yes, episode of a exactly. tv show attention be spam because i would no 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 not because that because i will pick up my phone when an episode yeah. ends whilst the credits are rolling and look on tiktok then i'll get mm. lost in tiktok and pause the tv show and continue on tiktok yeah. i found that it really affected my ability to focus on like I could do like I can I like I do definitely need to make time to watch more entertaining things because I yeah. do watch a lot of like really really serious stuff all the time like a lot and of your messages like, you send me are like really serious and I just ignore them I know <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely or I just reply or I just reply like, oh my god or I reply oh my god crazy <laughs> because I'm trying to like what's the term red pill you no it, I, like, th I, I think it's you, more a case of like the reason you you know I'm not that interested, but I will always I will always like I won't just ignore you and leave you out in the ether. I'll always reply with something, right? right? You'd be like, oh my god, that's oh my god, that's mild. But I think the reason you have to do it is you have to g g kind of get it off your chest in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I am in I I'm you know I'm active in in Discord circles, so mm. you know I've got I do have other people to talk about it to, but I like to I'm trying to red pill you, Martin. That's what I'm trying to do. Honey, I'm you trying to like mate, I told you, mate, I told mate, you, mate, 2022 mate. is the the year that you become a militant leftist. Mate, like me. why why would I want the red pill? <laughs> have you seen what happens when you take the red pill you have to live in that's that true. horrible spaceship with that's trinity true. i don't want to live that with is... trinity she's annoying i just want to say for people for people listening i mean i don't mean like conspiracy red no pill. i know she knows I she mean means more kind of like you know left-wing politics red pill i am definitely definitely more left than I was, but that is, oh, 100%. but that is only because of the fucking shambolic Pan pandemic. Yeah, not just the pandemic, but the shambolic things that this government has done, the UK yeah. government has done, and and uh, Billy Bunter at the top. Um, <laughs> 
see, I read that. Um, Boris Johnson, oh, like, so is an absolute wank stain. Um, I said it. Speaking of like the, op- well, I was going to say the opposite of a wank stain, but I've put, certainly had a few wank stains over this man. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> that's vile. Have you seen oh, Have you seen Colin Farrell these days? No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it, and I'm sorry. I apologise in advance to the person that doesn't like the clicking of my mouse noise. Yeah, I mess. We we got this feedback from someone being like, it was a review. They were like, we love the show. The show's amazing, but the clicking and the typing is insane. And I was like, which is fair enough because I've got clackety clackety. But we were talking, and I was like, it's not me because I don't type or anything. Because I I come to the episodes prepared. Um, (laughs) So like. but then I was like, Emily was like, yeah, I love a clicky clacky keyboard. I'm very tactile. Uh, what's the word? I, I literally bought a, a clicky clacky keyboard. No, no. Like, specifically. Okay, I'm How, looking at Sorry, now. sorry. How the fuck are we friends? Well, because it's like opposites attraction. Yin and yang, yeah. We're, yeah, we're very similar uh, in a lot of ways. But we also, we, we also kind of like... You know, you're my gateway into, you know, I, I honestly don't even really know who Kim Petrus is. Oof. And I'm your gateway into like Karl Marx. So, you know. I don't, and also, in all fairness, I don't really know who Karl Marx is. <laughs> yes. So, everyone's like, oh, Marxist theories. And I'm, Marxist theories. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, clearly. <laughs> and that is why it works. Okay, I'm looking at Colin Farrell now. I, I don't. Are we saying age like a fine wine? What the fuck is that beard? <sighs> Honey, he is age like a. What is that? Colin Farrell. Have you searched Colin Farrell 2022? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at him now. I d- um, that that it's a bit. Anybody that's got a a kind of moustache, goatee, whatever that is, that is that kind of like groomed. I'd let that moustache. I'd let that moustache tickle my pickle. I swear. Oh, when I you love get rid of when, when you kind, I'm like covering up the horrible goatee. And yeah, Stop. I mean he's always been handsome. He so has. And please, did you watch the sex video? No, I don't. I you think I never must watched, have watched the sex it about video. ten years ago. I think oh. I probably did. Mate, like sixteen year old mate. Be- what's the best film that he's in? Go on. The sex video. No joke. Um, the best film he's in. Um, kind of. I'm gonna say Minority Report. You're an idiot. Why Minority Report is great. Mm, the best film that he's in is Phone Booth. Actually, do you know they filmed that movie in like seven days? I do know that. How do I you know that? I was fucking obsessed with that film because I was obsessed with that film. That movie I went was to see so it in the good. Cinema. That movie was so good. Depth. I'm trying to yeah. think what other movie. Oh no, I'm I'm telling a lie. I know what the best movie he was in was in. In Bruges is a fucking great movie. What's the other film that he's in? Pl- was it? Pl- no, he wasn't in Platoon. He wasn't in Platoon. Do you mean no? Swat? Platoon's old, but there, he was in another film that was about Vietnam. I'm sorry again. I'm typing. I'm typing. You're terrible. It was a film about Vietnam, and it was really, really good film. Really, I've forgotten what it's called. Yeah, it was like really good. I don't know. I, I kind really of liked it. I kind of want to watch that movie, The Lobster, that he did, but I haven't really watched it yet. Have you heard it? Heard of it? Is that what it was in Tigerland? Is that it? Tigerland. Tigerland. Yes, I remember that movie because it's got it's not about in it. Yeah, a group of recruits go for advanced infantry training mm-hmm. um, at Louisiana's infamous Tigerland last stop before Vietnam for tens of thousands of young men in 1971. Yeah, I really liked that film. I remember that um, because he got his wheelie out in it, and it was really good. Nice. I was like 16, so I was obsessed. Happy day. I have found the best picture of Colin Farrell that I am going to share on our Instagram. Current day Colin Farrell, and he is looking, oh no, it's from 2011, but he's still looking like a fucking motherfucking... That's, that's like <laughs> 10 years ago. Okay, but he looks like a motherfucking snack, like honestly. Good Lord. Do you remember when he dated Britney? 
Yeah, I don't think they really dated. I think it was just like a publicity no, thing. That was when he like... that was when he was in his wild child days. You know, he was, was like one of those the Irish relationship. Yeah, he was like the Irish bad boy of Hollywood. Yeah, and everything. It's like it's like um, what's it? Kim Kardashian and uh, not Kim Kardashian. Well, well, Kim Kardashian yeah. and Pete D- Davidson and oh, Courtney. What do you think and... about... I've got a I've got one last pop culture thing. What? Kim Kardashian saying giving her advice to business women. Oh my in god, business. don't don't honestly. Fucking hell. What did she say? I like, mean how do these people What did she hold on? Tell everyone hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell everyone what she said. She said, um, my advice to women in business is get your ass up and work. Okay. Work, work, work. Surround yourself with blah 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 blah. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? She ain't got, like, literally no idea of what it means to be working class. Literally, oh, get your ass up and work. It's like, um, a lot, like, the majority of people don't have no fucking choice. Yeah. But to get exactly. their ass up and work. Yeah. Oh, I've seen God. so much funny stuff going around on Twitter with it. And it's <laughs> like just so... that, little quit, that little clip, get your ass up and work. And it's like uh, my manager when I've sat down for 20 <laughs> seconds on an eight hour shift. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, right, I used to love the Kardashians, right? <clears throat> of course you did. You're a white guy. But now I just see them for what, you know. I, I always used to stand up for them and I'll still stand up for them when people go, well, they're famous for nothing. They're vapid. They're this or that, right? I will stand up for them and say they're actually not. They're actually, you know, they've taken a nugget of fame, Kim's sex tape, and they've turned it into them being the most famous women yeah, in America. I think, both, I think both things can be true. Like, Yeah, no, obviously... but people go, oh, they're famous. Oh, why are they fa- Why should I bother with Kim Kardashian? Why is she famous? I'm like, she's actually famous because she's done this, she's done that, she's done that. Anyway, but yeah. I'm at the point now, ever since she was... The thing that really tipped me off that I was like, right, I have to unfollow her now because I can't anymore. In the middle of the pandemic, when she did a private island for her 40th birthday, oh, ever, and I was like... It's the pandemic. The pandemic really did red pill you, didn't it? It really did. But I'm like, I'm like, read the fucking room. There are people dying. There are people dying, Kim. Um, yeah, exactly. But honestly, there were people dying. There were people that were dying alone because they yeah. couldn't... There are people that hadn't seen their loved ones for months on end. And she was like... It's my 40th birthday, so I really need yeah. to hire a private island. And I was like, do you know yeah. what? Fuck you. So that's yeah. where I'm at. But they're still very beautiful and I still enjoy their fashion, and you know. So, but I don't really like them as people that much anymore. No, I don't think that, um, yeah. And there we go. I don't go. think I've got anything in common with the Kardashians. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm beautiful and stunning and I have a big fat ass. Wow. That's Wait. a joke I don't. <laughs> You, you don't, know. you literally have no ass. I have Hank Hill ass if we've discussed. You do. Don't. The other day, my mum was like, oh, Martin, are you losing weight? I was like, why? She goes, because your trousers keep falling down. I was like, no, it's because the lack of ass I inherited from you. Thank you, mother. <laughs> anyway. I've got too much ass. I've got too much ass. Let me have some of your ass. Let me have, it. Let me have a bit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, yes. I We've had a Ko-Fi donation. Oh, from Abby. Tell me about this. <clears throat> I tell you on the show. Oh right. I like to surprise you on the show. I like you to be like, oh, I love it. Right. Oh my god, that's amazing. So Are you gonna use it to get yourself a better microphone? <laughs> it's not that much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean <laughs> that was mean, it was a joke. Um so <laughs> we've had a donation from Abby. Abby says, I love the podcast, I adore the chats, and you two make me laugh so much. Please keep up the great work. Thanks, Abby. Thank you so much. Like, honestly. Thanks for listening. I don't know if I remember uh, if I said it last week. I don't know if I did. We've also had another donation from the one and only Chloe Carlson. 
I think you did. No, I didn't because that was about the NFTs. This is another one. Oh, bloody hell, Chloe, calm down. Chloe says, hey, guys, thanks for my shout outs every week. We're chatting you out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> feeling the love from you both. Just want to say my usual. Keep up the amazing work and thank you for making life a little brighter with your amazing research and banter. Hope this helps a little on the way to a new microphone. Much love. It oh, does, Chloe. Chloe. We love Chloe. Chloe's a babe. Um, anyone yeah. listening, if you'd like a shout out on the show or if you just like, you know, I love these guys. The sound quality <laughs> is shit. Let's get mine on a new microphone. Visit co-fi.com forward slash Darfem for murder and you you know, just donate, buy us a coffee, you know. It's fun times. Yeah. Um You don't have to you don't, you don't have, have to, to do anything. A shout out. You are the one that told me off for shouting people out without them donating. <laughs> no, I'm and kidding. I'm the anti capitalist. You have out. to do something for a donation. Come on. Yeah, what's, the, what's, yeah, the, what's, what's, what's the you know, um I don't know. Goods, goods receipt, goods rendered or something. I don't fucking know. Anyway, some like that. Some of that. Um, I also last last episode we mentioned about Patreon, Patreon, mm-hmm. Patreon. And mm-hmm. uh, um, thank you for voting yourself, Emily. Um, oh, did I? Yeah, you did. So and so I discounted that one because I was like, well, you ain't gonna <laughs> pay. And also I discounted both of our mums voting because <laughs> both of our mums would not pay. Uh, don't oh don't God. have been listen. My mum don't even listen for free. Um, <laughs> anyway, so there's been a lot. You know, one person voted no. Rude. Right. Um, don't know who they were, but rude. Um, but the majority <laughs> of people voted yes. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to put up on the story as well, like a question, like what do you want to see from us for Patreon? Yes, because I haven't got a clue. Yeah, like you know, I work in marketing. If you don't know the product, don't market it well. <laughs> uh, no, it's just we want to be. Um, you know, give you what you fucking want to hear, you know? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so I'll put that up on the Instagram story, so react and I'll reply. Um yes. By the way, we're on episode 40. Did you know that? That's insane. Isn't it, though? The big 4-0. How is that even real? The big 4-0. It's nearly been a year That's since wild. we've been... Hold on, it's March, so it's nearly been a year since we've been doing this. That's insane. When did we start? March. No way could have been may let me just have a quick look but i think it was much because i remember us having the conversation we were sat outside we were like we should yes. do a podcast and we were going through all these different other names for the podcast what other ones did we have um, crime crime and crime and hunishment i liked that one you you were a big fan Not of as that good one as style femme for media but i did like crime and hunishment what other ones did we have we had loads i can't even remember uh oh no 6th of april was our first episode Nearly oh, so a year. still quite soon, though. Yeah, man. We should do something to celebrate. We should. Oh. Like, actually record on time, maybe. It. Yeah, maybe. I think, oh, are we going to change our posting day? Should we let the people know? Well, you know, I think... I don't think we should stick to any particular day. Um, okay, yeah. Just make, just going to try and do one away. Just make sure on Spotify... But we're going to aim for, like, Wednesday... Thursday. Yeah. Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so yeah. basically on Spotify, if you follow us, then it will show up that we've added, yeah. we've added an yeah, episode. And also that's I always true. post on Instagram, which is at Dolphin for Murder when there's a new episode. So yes. get involved, guys. Anyway, so this week's case is the unsolved case of the doodler. Right. right? So the doodler... Well, it's the story of a serial killer who used to sketch his victims in San Francisco. Lovely. Um, he is... I got my um, facts, my sources, was 
a um, article called The Untold Story of the Doodler Murders from Elon Green at the All, and also a USA Today Post and a Washington Post article. Okay, so here we go. So it's the ninth story from the 1970s about a gay serial mm-hmm. ki- gay serial killer called the Doodler. You ready? The 70s. Before we get started, do you know the 70s was such a like all all of the very infamous serial killers seem to have come out of the 1970s. A lot of serial killers happened started in the same year as this one. Like, um, right? And do you know what I was reading? What? of one of the one of the big factors why that was? Why was because it was um, not the beginning of, but basically like the interstate highway system. Yes, 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 yes. So they it was could becoming tr- like a really huge thing. So they could travel around and get away. Yeah. More. Yeah, and it became, like, easier to move between state to state. There's a whole book on it. I think I'm going to have to read that at some point. Anyway, carry on. Sounds thrilling. I thought it was an interesting... Um, that is an interesting factoid, actually. And this was happening, like, in San Francisco when, um, obviously, everyone was in the grip of the Zodiac murders. They were ongoing. Right, and, right. Uh, the, it was obviously the same police department because it was in, 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 right. around the San Francisco Bay area. When you say doodler, do you mean like as in the dude or like doodles? Like doodles, like sketching. Doodles, okay, doodles. right? Because I oh, right, okay. Like Got doodle, it. like doodles, the dog from the tweenies. Right. Anyway. Got it. Doodler, like I doodle something. Right. Okay, so here we go. So on January the fourth, nineteen seventy-four, at around two a.m., the fully clothed body of a man was found on Ocean Beach. He had been stabbed multiple times on the front and back of his body. The body, the body also had defence wounds on his hands. Therefore, police deemed that the victim had put up a fight before he was killed. Which, honestly, like, as horrific as it is, whenever I hear, like, defence wounds, it just... Ugh, because, like, you know that person That's, knew yeah. exactly... Has gone through, you know, horrific circumstances. Yeah. It just always yeah. chills me to the bone. Um, this man was later identified to be Gerald Kavanagh, a 49-year-old man from Canada... Uh, his ID had been stolen from his body, so they later identified him. Um, he'd right. mo- he'd moved to the US and worked at a mattress factory. Um, right. There's very little information about him as a person. Um, not a lot of known lot of lot. Oh, sorry, not a lot is known about his life. Uh, although people that did know him said he was very private and kept himself to himself. You do get with a lot of these um, lot of crimes that are like old like this as well that you know like a lot of the um, news coverage at the time has been lost. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really hard to find out also, information about the victims. Also, as I get later on into the story, you'll kind of figure know why. Right. Okay. There's not much known about people. So six six months later, on June the twenty fifth, nineteen seventy four, a woman discovered the body of a man in Golden Gate Park. The man had been stabbed five times in the front and the back of his body. He right. also had defensive wounds, like Gerald. This man, so very similar. Very similar. The man was later identified as twenty-seven-year-old Joseph J. Stevens. Right. Uh, Joseph was a drag queen and a gay comedian who was well known in the San Francisco gay scene. He right. started his career doing drag and was like really popular. He was like a really like. I, I don't really like the word, but like fishy femme queen, you know? Right, yeah. Um, so people loved him, people lapped it up. Um, and he was very, very popular. But he eventually stopped doing drag and made the move to do stand-up in gay clubs. And right. he again, he was still really, really popular and apparently a really, really funny guy. Now, right. witnesses say that the night before Joseph's body was discovered, they saw him leaving a cabaret club in North Beach. Okay. And the police theorised that the way Joe 
the way Joe got to the location of his murder would that he would have driven to the park and they presume that he drove his murderer to the park with him. Right. Now, I'm sure, I don't know if anyone can gather, like, but these are kind of like hookups, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, it's very hush-hush, like, how else would they get to, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's yeah. they're, 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 going, yeah. they're going for hookups, basically, which, you know. Mm-hmm. So, less than two weeks after Joseph's murder, another woman is walking her dog, Always the dog walking. Do you remember the Stephen Port story? Yeah. And like that woman yeah. found both the bodies. Yeah. Um, so she's walking her dog and discovers the body of 31 year old Klaus Christman, uh, Ocean Beach, in the same, like, so that's the same location that Gerald was found, Ocean right. Beach. And they were like, though, both those bodies were left like by the water's edge of the beach. Right. I don't know if that's um, important, but I thought I'd mention it. Um, Klaus had been stabbed 15 times in the front and back of his body. Jesus. This is. This is not crazy graphic, but you, I don't know if you want to hear, but he also had his throat slit three times. Right. Now, unlike the other victims, Klaus was married with children. Um, right. but But police found a tube of lipstick on him, leading them to believe that he was a closeted gay man. As you do. <laughs> right. Might have been, you know, it could have been anyone's lipstick, but, you know. Yeah, like... It was what? Mm. Like could lipsticks for like what? Yeah, it was the seventies, don't forget. Yeah. It was the seventies. Absolutely. Um witnesses claim to have seen Klaus the night before his body was found at a gay bar nearby called Bojangles, which is a fucking great name for a gay bar. For any bar. Bojangles. Um so that's people said that that was the last time he was seen alive in, in Bojangles. So Right. Surprisingly, the police actually saw that there could be a connection between these murders. Okay. Surprises me because the police usually are like, well, fuck it. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, they usually, yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's um, members from a marginalised group. Absolutely. But they kind of didn't really do anything. They just, they didn't really have any leads to go by, right? Yeah. And then 10 months later, on the 12th of May, 1975, another body is found stabbed to death on the highway, which runs alongside Ocean Beach. So, right. the bo- so these are all in the same area. All in the same area. All the same. Yeah, right. okay. yeah. Um, the body was identified as 32-year-old man named Frederick Capin. He was a, right. he was a registered nurse and had previously served in the US Navy and mm. uh, had earned several medals for his service in the Vietnam War. Right. Now... Frederick, again, no ID on his body. He was identified by fingerprints. Um, he had been stabbed in the heart. Um, oh, God. And there were also markings in the sand by his, which had been made by his body. So it indicated that he'd been dragged about 20 feet from the place that he was killed. I don't know why. There's no, like, they don't know why. Maybe he was, right. I don't know, maybe he was trying to get him down to, to, to the beach where he left the other people. I don't know. Right, yeah. But less than a month later, a 67-year-old Swedish sailor called Harold Gulberg was found by a hiker in the bushes near the 16th tee of the Lincoln Park golf course, right? Which okay. Which is nearby Ocean Beach. Mm-hmm. Now, what was different about Harold's body was that his trousers had been unzipped and his underwear was missing. Okay. None of the other... All of the other bodies were fully clothed. Um... It's also believed that Harold's body had been there for about two weeks before being discovered. 
it's just the simple fact that this hiker, you know, obviously took a took a bit of a different route and then mm-hmm. happened to find Harold's body, which is awful. Yeah. Now, all of the victims were found within four miles of each other within 18 right. months. So it was a very short, right. short period of time that they were all found together in very close proximity. So obviously the gay community were like fuck like they were like on high alert they were terrified because it's someone obviously out there murdering gay people because all these people had connections to the gay world they'd been seen in gay bars they'd been or they were known to to have frequented gay bars or they were known on the scene so obviously the police weren't particularly helpful when it came to trying to solve the murders what a surprise what a shocker So, obviously, the gay community of San Francisco, they said that the police were very judgmental um, and they even blamed the victims and gay men in total for putting themselves in danger by hooking up with strangers in remote locations. But then it's 1970, it's the mid-70s, right? Mm -hmm. How else are you going to, like, hook up with people in the gay community? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not, (sighs) yeah, it's just, it's, it's just bog standard, like, you know police attitude like of um if you're not the norm then everything then it's weird like you're putting yourself in danger going up and hooking with randomers it's like i'm pretty sure there are a lot of straight people in the 70s that did that too yeah like dogging is the thing exactly and it's not just like gay gay people that go out and have sex in public places. Like it's very much across like all mm. sexualities. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are. I mean, I think it is predominantly gay people that do like to. I guess cru- cruise is the word. Well, it's more kind of like you said. It's more kind of. It's like a. Um, how do I word this? It's because of uh, discrimination. Absolutely, there was no, like, there was no like back in back in the day, like the sixties, fifties, even earlier. Two yeah. men, two men could not go to a hotel room and book a hotel for the night. Yep, exactly. with one double. Or do you know what I mean? You, or if you've got housemates, or uh-huh. if you live at home, something oh, like yeah. that. It's like there's not there's there isn't like a safe place for a lot of no and there probably is an element of like i don't want to bring a stranger back to my house because they will know where i live yeah so going outside but then also you kind of have to find that fine line between going somewhere not too remote and not too public it's got to be really hard now um in july 1975 so about a year after the first hacks there are two separate attacks on gay men at the fox plaza apartments which within two weeks of each other. But both right. both men that were attacked survived, like they got away. Mm-hmm. So both of the victims give the same description of the attacker. He was described as young, as a young, tall black man with very smooth skin. Right? Okay. Now, a third man is attacked and he gives the police the same description, but that third man flees San Francisco and refuses to take calls any more calls from the police he basically gives his statement and then fucks off right right now you have to think about it It was the 70s like a lot of the men who went to these gay bars weren't out right yeah exactly. they were in so the closet real fear. yeah yeah the, so the, the as much as the police were were very judgmental and very you know unwilling to help when they did try to do anything they were met with a bit of a barricade of a lot of men not 
you know, being forthcoming in wanting to give a statement or, or say they've been a witness because then they'd be tied to being at that gay bar or, be, or being associated with this gay person, you know? Yeah. There was such prejudice at the time. It was like such prejudice. You had people like Harvey Milk who were fighting against it in the area. Yeah. Um, there was um, the guy that I sent you. I've totally forgotten his name. I've totally forgotten his name. But he was, I think, maybe in San Francisco. Right. Maybe. I mean, this is the thing. People think of San Francisco as a very liberal, very open city. It is now. But, yeah. you know, it wasn't so much back then. So, and you the have... Guy, the, the guy I'm thinking of, he ran the um, the Mattachine Society. Right. He was like Harry Hay. Okay. Los Angeles. Yeah. He was a Los Angeles oh, okay. um, gay rights activist, communist and labour advocate. And he was like very, like very influential. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, he, they, uh, they had like a magazine called the Mattachine Review. And on mm-hmm. one of the front pages, it just says the revolt of the homosexual. Nice. I love that. Liked. I love that. Yeah. So... Obviously, there was a lot of stigma, like if men came forward with information, they could be outed. I mean, it had serious repercussions, but then you could like lose your job. Um, You could, you know, lose your family, be shunned from society, basically. I mean, it does still happen, absolutely. But it was just, but it was more widely like, basically, if you were gay and you were, say, if you were like corporate America, right? If you were gay, there was, it was very unlikely that you'd be out. Yeah, back 100%. in those days, because you wouldn't have got you, 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 the, you wouldn't the, have got a job. No, and the promotion goes to the the happily married, two point four children, yeah. you know, white picket yeah. fence guy. To them, I'm these are not my words, but to them, you're just the pervert who yeah. you know it's awful. So anyway, um, from witness and assault victims' accounts, the mm-hmm. police put together how they thought the killer had operated. So they say that the the killer would go to gay bars, nightclubs and 24-hour diners in the area, in the gay area of San Francisco, which is called the Castro. Um, And he would then sketch the faces, hence the name The Doodler, um, of his chosen victims, right? So he'd be sat in the bars and then he'd sketch them. Then he would approach the men and tell them that he's a cartoonist and show them his drawings as a way to, like, start the conversation, Right. I mean, me personally, if someone comes to me and goes, I've drawn this picture of you, I'd be like, go away, freak. Like, do you know what I mean? Nowadays, I'd be like, oh, weird. But back yeah. then, obviously, you know, now we have the internet and we know how people were weird. Um, but anyway. Yes. Um, the, the, the witnesses and assault victims all said that the, the man was very talented as an illustrator. It wasn't like a crappy little picture. It was like a really good picture he'd send them. He was right. an intelligent, a smooth talker, and he'd clearly come from like, and been upper, edu- an education and upper class education. Like, right, yeah. So he was like, you know, he appeared to be an upstanding member of the community and apparently he had a big smile. Right. Now, big smile to me is creepy, but if it's a nice smile... I mean, who knows? Who knows? Anyway. Who knows? So he he basically, like, charmed the people into hooking up with him. And right. as one would, they felt very safe with him. Like, that's how he got people to go. They, he didn't kind of pose any threat. You know? He was a, mm-hmm. a, a handsome, young, intelligent man. Um, yeah. if, if you're getting a handsome, young, intelligent man complimenting you... 
Yeah, obviously you're going to be kind yeah. of like put at ease by you're that. Not, you're not yeah. going to have any kind of like suspicions. No, you're not going to get sus vibes from that, are you? No. So, um, well, it dep- it depends, but yeah, gen- generally as a general rule, if somebody yeah, yeah, if somebody's kind of presenting themselves like that, you're gonna you're gonna perceive them as being exactly you know, little exactly. risk. Yeah, exactly. Now, another thing the police said that all of the attacks happened. The attacks and murders happened at the weekend at night. So the police believe that the killer may not have lived in San Francisco, but in the Bay Area and may have dri- may have drived into the drove into the city to commit his crimes at the weekend. So again, yeah. like you say, once the highways were open. Yes. It gave people more access. Like so like so this guy would literally just I guess I'm theorizing here. Working all week, at the end of the week, drive into the city and murder people. It's just it's horrifying horrific absolutely horrible so five months after the attacks at fox plaza apartments the police released a composite sketch of the suspect and it showed it it said it was that the suspect was a 19 to 25 year old black man who is between 5 foot 11 and 6 foot tall and is described as lanky right right This is what it says on the report as well. The suspect is also reported to have sexual identification problems. Whatever that means. And is or was seeing a psychiatrist on an ongoing outpatient basis. So this was like the profile. This was the profile they created. But I have no idea where they got that information about that you'd been seeing a psychiatrist from. Well, that's it'll be be profiling. So like people, you know, like in Mindhunter... Oh god, I hate that show, but show. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal TV. I know, I know. Well, I'm. I, the... I am in the very few minority of people that like true crime that don't like. Phenomenal, phenomenal TV show. But it's based on the book by John Douglas, and John Douglas works as an FBI profiler, and yeah. like that, you you go through and kind of like think. So I guess. I guess the whole part of like him having what was it sexual identity issues, sexual identification problems. Yeah, so that the whole theory would be because he's targeting gay yeah. males. I mean, then yeah, sorry, carry on. No, 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 carry well, on. Just like the the psychiatrist stuff as well. Mm. I, I I'm not sure how they do it, but they when they're doing like putting these profiles together. Yeah, they'll come up with like some of the most specific and strange stuff, and it's like they're, they're good because they give you an idea of like the sort of person that you're looking for, and some like it depends. On, I guess it depends on like who's doing the profile, and some yeah, people yeah. are amazing at it, and they can like really kind of like get it get it like spot on yeah. when a case is solved. But it also can also be like a hindrance because sometimes you'll have police that are looking for this one certain profile and they won't look for anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we've seen that a lot in cases that we cover when police have something in their heads, they go, they're gun ho for it. And also in the seventies, I highly doubt the profiling was very accurate. It was more like, well, he's because there is no, um, there is no concrete evidence that the doodler was hooking up with these men. Right. It's just assumed that he was meeting these gay men, going to these remote locations, and then killing them. There's circumstantial evidence. There is circumstantial evidence. There is. But, you know... There's enough circumstantial evidence there to say that that was most likely Yes, most likely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he could also have just been targeting... 
he could have just been targeting gay men who know he might not have been gay himself he could have just been like i hate gay men i'm gonna kill them oh yeah absolutely that's 100 percent a possibility i think it is i think it's most likely though that he was going into clubs and those kind of places yeah picking up people sweet talking them making them feel comfortable and then but then yeah like because there's no evidence of whether the bodies were whether the the men had had sex before they were murdered So whether his motive was just to lie and lure them in just to kill them or have sex with them, then kill them, we just don't know. Um, So, there. however, there was one police report, right, which stated that a psychiatrist had come forward and told them that their patient had admitted to the murders. Oh, really? But they didn't do anything about it. Didn't investigate. They didn't investigate it. No, well, they they probably assumed, oh well, he's a psycho. He's a psycho. Like, do you know what I mean? He's in therapy, saying he's a murderer. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I th- don't forget the menta- <laughs> Don't forget the mentality towards the the thought process towards mental health in the seventies, right? Just like a bit like. If you've got somebody still, if you've got somebody that's saying, oh, but my client has admitted to this crime, you'd go. All right, well, let's bring him in. You would, wouldn't you? But no, nothing came up. No, nothing. No. Or even, you don't even have to bring him in under suspicion. You just investigate, you investigate it, don't you? Yeah, exactly. But no, they would, they just, they just dismissed it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that they just, like I said, the, the, the whole process of to put on the, I mean, they still do it now, actually, to, to put on that some, oh, so-and-so is bipolar. It's like, well, what's that got to do with? Yeah anything and they're like oh they they haven't they blurt they must like the whole you remember when um when the free britney movement first died and britney was you know and when she had to cancel her second vegas residency residency everyone was like she's off her medication she's and it's like well maybe not maybe she's just standing up for herself or something do you remember the case that we did um, that we covered Carrie father and she went and she was missing for all that time yeah. when she had actually been murdered yeah. and they said that because she um, had a previous history of mental health issues mm-hmm. they didn't they, they believed that she had just gone off and yeah, yeah. was having a mental breakdown and she'd really been murdered absolutely so it, horrifying it, people still do it today it's just horrific yeah. so nothing came of the composite sketch so there was no one came forward and said anything but you know, it makes you wonder: Did was there no information, or was there were were people just too afraid to come forward for yeah. fear, from fear of being outed? Because yeah, you know, it's it was horrific. You know, to yeah. the things that could have happened to your life if you were outed back then. Horrible. Yeah. So Absolutely. in January 1976, the San Francisco Chronicle runs an article about the Doodler murders. And it includes this, a story from an unnamed witness who was a European diplomat. Right? What is okay. that? What is a European diplomat? A diplomat is like when you you're oh god. Is it someone who like works for? Get, is it I someone who I don't want to say like the wrong thing, so I'm gonna have to get. But it's you're basically, isn't it like? In my head, it's for, it's like. Do you work who, like the civil service and stuff? Like you're you're part of like the so you you're you're part of like a country's like civil service, but you go and you have like diplomatic relations with other countries. I thought it was somebody who works for like the UN. 
Um, I could be so wrong. Like, honestly, we're terrible at this, guys. I'm sorry. I've got a a definition of the word diplomat. A person appointed by a national government to conduct official negotiations and maintain political, economic and social relations with another country or countries. So I was right. Yeah, well done. It's basically somebody that works inside a civil service Mm -hmm. and and is part of a group that goes around and talks to other countries and about trade and all sorts of stuff. So a man man who... it will also be the UN, though. Yeah, United true. Nations would yeah, be one, yeah. and European Union would be one. Oh, that's one true, well. yeah. I guess it's so basically... Be so it's someone who works within the government, kind of. Someone who works in the government who chats with other countries about how to get on. Yeah, so therefore, it's... it's <laughs> fucking hell. Basically. Um, so therefore, now we know why he was unnamed. Like, he wasn't going to... Isn't that bad that we both of us struggled to define what diplomat was? It's terrible. Because it's like it's something that you know. It's it's kind like, of it's kind of one of those things where you don't really need to know what it is, but you know, like you kind of yeah. have a rough gist. You know that they're involved in diplomacy. And they're European. No, they have to be European. It says he's a European diplomat. Is it does oh, that not mean he's European? About, I thought you were talking about <laughs> diplomats in general. No, I meant the European diplomat. But does it mean right, he was okay. a diplomat for Europe or he was from Europe? Anyway, that doesn't matter doesn't matter the point i'm making is that he he was unnamed he worked in the government like obviously that's why he was unnamed so yeah he says that he met the suspect at a restaurant and the suspect Mm -hmm. asked him if he had if he had any cocaine okay again 70s um they then went back to the diplomat's apartment and whilst they were at the apartment the suspect stabbed the diplomat six times but he managed to escape Holy shit. Now, in the police report of the attack, the diplomat claimed that he did not engage in any sexual activity with the suspect. Right. But again, you know, he, he may have because obviously this person may not have wanted to say, yes, we had sex, like, and then be yeah. outed. And that yes. guy kind of, yeah, no one knows who that guy is to this day, yeah. which I think is there so after the article was released people started calling into the san francisco police department with tips on who the suspect could be Uh, these tips led to the police questioning a man who matches the description and he had also been seen in gay bars offering to sketch customers okay well that's pretty so that's you know isn't it yeah so when the police arrest this man he has a sketchbook with him and a butcher knife right now again red flag um, times I mean, two. Yeah, just a just a little bit. It's a little one. So when he was brought in for questioning, apparently he was really cooperative, but doesn't admit to any of the murders at all. So right. all the attacks, even though he has a sketchbook and a butcher knife with him so even though he doesn't confess, the police are like certain that he's the killer. You know what police can be like? They're like a fucking a ball yes. to a red rag with with things yeah. like. This. So I mean, he's got. I mean, I'd probably be the same, let's be honest. If he matches the description, if he's a tall, if he's a tall black man who's carrying a sketchbook and a butcher knife, I'm probably going to think it's him too. Anyway, so eventually they, they, you know what they're like, they were pushing him and pushing him and he snaps and he eventually attacks one of the police officers. So they arrest him for assault. So that's how they get him to stay there. So when it comes time, so obviously they get him on that. That's how they get him to stay in. And then obviously they're doing the investigation more onto like the doodler stuffs, the doodler uh, murderers, murders, sorry. Um, and when it comes time for pressing the charges, the three survivors of the attacks refuse to testify in court through fear of being outed. And the police, are, 
Yeah. The police are then forced, the police are forced to release the suspect. And his identity has never been released to the public. So no one knows who that man was. But... That was most likely him, right? I mean, let's, you know, I'm just saying a guy who, a person who matches the description, who was seen asking people to sketch them and he had a butcher knife with them and there was someone doing the same thing and murdering people with a knife, I'm kind of thinking it was him. I'm kind of thinking it was him as well, but I also understand the motivation of not of people not wanting to testify, especially yeah, well, mm, well, in that in that kind of environment. Yeah, when it when it came to came out to the public, so when the public knew that the three didn't want to testify and that he'd been released and everything, Harvey Milk actually came forward to defend the victims decisions by saying i understand their position i respect the pressure society has put on them he also he also stated that around 20 to 25 percent of the gay community in san francisco were not out through fear of repercussions yeah so it's it's totally understandable that they didn't want to come forward which i totally get and it's also a a fear as as well you know of like it's not even just like going in court it's 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 being in a room with with police officers absolutely and talking about it and yeah. it's then you know knowing that the justice system is mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. gonna work a certain way yeah and then the possibility of having testified against this person and then for them possibly to be released as well like there's a, a whole absolutely fears that go into that absolutely i totally like so i totally understand why they were like no, yeah. I, I can't do it. It would ruin their yeah. lives, basically. Yeah. So, so like I said, it was the the seventies. Homosexuality wasn't widely accepted. Yeah. Um, you know, it's also important to know. I, I thought I should let you know that um, a year before the killing started, the American Psychiat- Psychiatric Association had only just stopped classifying homosexuality as a mental disorder. Yeah. So in 1973, they were like, oh, okay, you know, maybe being gay isn't a mental disorder. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Like how I always, I think this a lot as well about like history and stuff, mm. especially now, like, it, like going back and like researching history more. Yeah. When you think about these things, they feel so far away, yeah. but they're really not. No. Like they are not at all. No, that's like, not. What like, year was that? What year was it? 1973. 1973. Yeah. And then you think, like, what? Only, like, 10 years before that did segregation, like, officially come to an end. Like, it's all of these things that just happen, like... It's... Mate, if you think about it, homosexuality was only decriminalised in the 60s. Well, yeah. And then also, wasn't there, like, laws up until, like, the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are are fucking laws about it now. Look at the Don't Say Gay Bill in fucking Florida. Yeah, exactly. That... You know about that, right? I haven't, I honestly, I admit, I haven't looked into it much. It's basically, it's basically a law has been passed that any, or I think it's potentially being passed or whatever, that um, in school you can't say, talk about gay families or someone being gay or anyone being gay. And if a teacher finds out that a child is gay, they then have to, they out them to the, they have two weeks to out them to the parents. You're taking the piss. I am not taking the piss. It's in, it's actually fucking ridiculous. And, like, there are students, obviously, that will have parents. Like, they have to say, like, mum and dad. And, like, 
they I'm can't. I'm not at all surprised that this will be in Florida because no. it's from DeSantis. It's fucking awful. And also, I can't remember where it was, but there was another bill that was signed um, that prohibited trans girls competing in women's sports. Right. At school. And there were these women, there were women signing going, this is the proud day for womanhood. And I was like, jump, fuck you. Like, um, it, and then fucking Caitlyn Jenner spoke up about it being like, it's unfair. It's, yeah, it's an unfair advantage. And I was like, do you know what? Like, absolutely fucking do one. Like, honestly. Yeah. But America, like, they're cra- They're like um, really into like college sports and stuff though, aren't they? Like football and shit. I just don't. It's like, like a big so, thing. So, so they're like, oh, it's cheating. Able... <clears throat> so you're not going to be able to talk about sexuality. Like, a, like or like, no. You, right. <clears throat> Sorry, I just coughed. Um, but you're not going to be able to talk about... So can you talk about heterosexuality? Yeah. Right. So you can talk about heterosexuality, but you can't talk about being gay. No. Having gay, parent, having gay parents, um, being gay yourself. And if you think, if you suspect a child is gay, you can out them to their parents. It's fucked up. That is absolutely fucking horrifying. It's absolutely horrific, isn't it? Like... And this is like I, it, 2022. Well, well, it's all part of the conservative ideology that um, that if you expose a child... This is, the, this is their words, not mine. Yeah. If you expose a child to the gay agenda as a mm. child, then they're going to go... They're going to turn gay. And it's like... Honestly, the gay the gay agenda the gay agenda is a lot 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 less harmful than the fucking Christian agenda. There ain't even a gay agenda. There isn't a gay a gay agenda is going to drag brunch. Like, come on. Gay agenda is just like, please let me live. Just let me live. And let me have the same rights as everybody else, and let me live a life that isn't that isn't discriminated. Absolutely. Where I don't face discrimination. That's I, I just. Yeah. It, it's just baffling to me like surely you'd want to like teach children and be like you know the people people are different no people, I, I would people. I would but think of Florida Florida is a very conserv- conservative well, country DeSantis. so yeah. again I'm not I'm not at all surprised that somebody like Ron DeSantis would would pass this yeah because he would be the person that would have passed it yeah it's 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 crazy to me it's absolutely awful and, and horrific. he's just like he's like you Garage. know culture war yeah um you know ca- uh, the he's like very um yeah. what's the word anti-woke Oh, it's an anti-woke yeah. kind of person. Like, who was it? I can't remember if it was him or it might have been the governor of Texas or someone who yeah. did a um, press conference and there were kids about a school or something. There were kids behind him wearing masks. That's Ron DeSantis. Is that him? And he was like, oh, yeah. this COVID charade. And the kids were yeah, like, shit, do I take, take it, it off? off. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, you can wear it if you want, but you look fucking stupid. He was basically saying, you can wear it if you want, but you look stupid. And these kids were like, oh, do I fucking... I'd be like, do you know what? It's a good thing I'm wearing it so you, so I can't spit in your fucking face. I would have spat in his face. I wouldn't because that's like <laughs> gross. But, you know, I would have slapped him in it. You know? I just... I just like... Oh, yeah. It just baffles me. <laughs> exactly. So... The whole thing baffles me. Just like conservatives and fucking yeah. like... The whole kind of like... You know why? Why do you care so much? In why here, do you care? I always, I always think this about these people that are like, if you don't repent your sins from being gay, you're gonna go to hell. And it's like, well, surely you want me in hell, right? 
But they need to save everybody. Oh, how about you save yourself and save your fucking breath and shut the fuck up? Like it just get. I'm like, do you know what? Like it just it just proves that they know they know absolutely nothing. If you think that teaching a child about like you know different gender identities or like different um, sexualities or like the uh, maybe different is the wrong word. Like you know, I mean, just like this, like the broad, yeah, the spectrum, yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, um, if you think that that is going to turn your child, yeah, you know. Then, like it just proves you don't know anything. Yeah, you and also know what talking about what does it fucking matter if it does? Like, but, but it does. But it do, like you don't like. We're you, liberal though, you, aren't we? So like, we're more don't liberal. Call me a fucking liberal. No, but you know we are more liberal compared to conservatives. Yeah, but, but it's not how it works though. Like, no, I know that's not no, how. Did it you works. did you see like you know gay people being spoken about on the TV and you were like, oh, do you know what? I'm gay. No, I'd I've say seen it on I'd TV. say I'd say it was more. Um, I don't know, like Spice Girls and Kylie Minogue, and but you, but like, what I'm trying to say is like I you know, weren't I'm only joking. like you're not turned gay. No, you can't be turned gay. No, you can't. You either are or you ain't. True, true. Like anyway, know. back to the anyway. story. So after the seventies, like nothing more really happened, and the case went cold. Um, and unsolved. So in February 2019, after the Golden State Killer was arrested, um, the police were more hopeful that they would be able to find the doodler through DNA evidence, much like Mm -hmm. they did the Golden Mm -hmm. State Killer. So Mm -hmm. the San Francisco Police Department have offered a £100,000 reward for any information leading to the arrest of the killer and have released a revised sketch of what he may look like today. Now... Also, sadly, in January 2022, the police identified a sixth victim of the doodler, a man right. named a man named Warren Andrews, who was a lawyer for the U.S. Postal Service. He was murdered in Land's End in April 1975 when he was 52 years old. That's Land's right. End in San Francisco, not the U.K. By the right. way. So, were there no they, there weren't any any victims like after that? I no. mean, there could have been, but they just well, never apparently never knew. they think he may have killed up to like sixteen people, but they but he right. they only confirmed that these six people, right. but they think okay. then, but they think there may have been up to sixteen. Horrifying. But then that's the thing, though, as well. Like, I think if you're a killer, if you're killing someone, and then it's released to the public how you do it and what you do you're probably going to change it up a little bit. I always think that about the, these, you know, where they're like mm. all these all these unsolved murders that they can't link to anyone Yeah, could be an already active serial killer that has just switched up their MO so, they don't, so they don't get caught. Yeah. Horrific. So as of today, the case of the doodler still remains open and unsolved. Right. So that is the story of the San Francisco doodler. Interesting and horrifying. Interesting and horrifying, as always. Interesting and horrifying. That's that's what our tagline should be. Dolphin for murder. Interesting and horrifying. Um, And that's just the introduction. Yeah. So I think it's time we take a break. I do too. Let's do it. So today's take a break is from uh, chat. It's fake. (gasps) My favourite. Our favourite. This is a double double page spread, this one. Right, and it's called born to it 
my extra fingers were a sign that I was a witch. Oh. So this is Susanna. Spooky. Susanna Dark. She's right. from Cornwall. Okay. And she says that Halloween was always her favourite time of year. Same. Same. Yeah. But also I feel like I'm becoming a bit more of a summer gal. I am. I, I like... I love the weather of summer, yeah. but yeah. the vibe of Halloween. Yes, know? absolutely. Yeah. Um, so she said that um, when she was um, in her classroom, um, her teacher would give like special seasonal le- lessons about witches. Mm. And her teacher said that years ago, people believed that witches were born with six fingers on each hand. Is that true? Oh, you don't know. You're just reading the story, aren't you? (laughs) I'm like, is that true? I haven't got a clue. But she said that her mouth fell open in shock because she had been born with six fingers (sighs) on each hand. On each hand, wow. Yep. So she said that she's got extra digits next to her little fingers, but they don't have bones. Right. Right? Um, But... The doctors, I think the doctors had like removed them when she was a child. Oh, okay. So it just the... says the doctors removed them when I was a baby. I don't know if she means the bones or or the actual like fingers. I'm assuming she means the bones because she still has yeah. six fingers, right? Well, she yeah. She, okay. Well, well, she says that she'd been born with six fingers on each hand. It's fucking right. confusing. I don't know whether she's still got six fingers on each hand or not. Maybe anyway. she's speaking in a spell. Maybe. But she said that after the lesson, she went up to the teacher's desk and she said to her teacher that she'd been born with 12 fingers and she said her teacher just like looks at her blankly. Um, But she said that even though she's just eight years old, she knew that her extra digits could only mean one thing. (gasps) I must be a witch, she thought. She must be. Obviously. Obviously. She said... After that, she started seeing ghostly faces that would stare at her from cupboards, wardrobe doors, and anything that was made of wood. Right. Just specifically wood. And she said that she was um, naturally psychic and that she held seances for friends in the school toilets. How very moaning, how very moaning Myrtle of you. It's, it's very much a vibe. I remember yeah. having a witch coven behind the food tech. <gasps> Shut up! I had my witch yeah. coven behind the food tech courts on that little square of patio. Yeah. <gasps> Shut up, no way. We'll be in the same witch's coven and just didn't realise. I don't think that you were in my witch's coven. You were like a year above me. Yeah, but maybe. Were you in it with Kate Garcia Valino? Kate Garcia Valino? No, I don't think so. I've just oh, sorry, I've just doxed her, but who cares? Anyway, <laughs> carry on. I never like never liked her anyway. Right, carry on. <laughs> So, um, so Susanna says that as she grew older, her spiritual senses faded as she got on with living her life. Mm. But when she was 30, a colleague at the construction company where she worked as an administrator told her that she read tarot cards. And this person brought in her deck um, into work. And uh, Susanna said that she understood tarot instinctively. So she started to study tarot and started to give readings for family and friends. And then she started to do it at psychic fairs because obviously it's a bloody good grift. So truly, you know, truly. get that money, honey. It is a good Quite grift happen. because it's it really like it's, it's like star signs because you can yeah. literally apply it to it. Oh my God, it says you're going to have struggle this week. I did struggle this week. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, I, was talking, I was talking to somebody about tarot cards and they said something really profound. It's like, it's more kind of, and this is why I'm I don't usually like the new age woo woo stuff. Right. But well, I do can't 
this is the thing with me in new age way where i've got a love-hate relationship with it because i bloody love it but i also bloody hate it i hate no. people that take advantage of it like I me do like, tarot like, cards. like me with wheat <laughs> exactly. i fucking love I it but like... oh god i hate it yeah. yeah, I do like tarot cards because it's kind of like, it's more just kind of like giving yourself life advice. Yeah, I, I think it's bullshit, but anyway. Because, it, no, it's not, but I, I don't believe in like, there's magic in it. I just think that like when you pull stuff and you can like find your own meaning and you can kind of give yourself advice. Yeah, but I don't believe that, oh my God, it's fate that I pulled the six, no, of, I the don't six of cups. No, I mean, That's just, what I'm saying. It's just, just, it's just, a, it's just a, like a self-help device. Anyway. Mm, bullshit, yeah. So... One day, Susanna was leafing through a spiritual magazine and she saw an advert for a witch's coven. And obviously, she knew that her fingers were a sign that she was a witch. Uh-huh. She said it was time to fulfill her destiny. Yeah. So she joined the coven and they met um, to celebrate pagan festivals such as Beltane and Yule. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, she said that she was surrounded by like-minded people and it felt like she had come home. Aww. And she began to practice rituals and spells to give herself confidence and abundance. And then one full moon in 2004, she was having a girls' night with her friend Marielle, which is like, that is such a, like a, a witch's name. Marielle. Yeah. It truly is. Kind of such a truly vibe name. Yeah. And she said that um, Susanna had been divorced five years earlier and um, she was ready to meet somebody new. So Susanna said um, to Muriel um, that she'd love to meet a like-minded pagan man. Right. He'd have to be a witch and understand where she was coming from. See, I thought men... I thought men can be witches. I thought men were warlocks. No, they can be. Wiccan, witches, pagans, whatever. Um, And he'd also need to have really long hair. Okay. Right. Right. Um, So she said the next month she put an ad in the Lonely Hearts column of a spiritual magazine. Oh, I love that. Oh, God, (laughs) I bet... No, hold on, hold on. I bet the Lonely Hearts column of a spiritual magazine is the funniest read ever. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God, I can just imagine... She wrote Central Aquarian Looking for Love. <laughs> she said that she got a few dodgy replies, including one from a man in prison. Oh, God. Go on. You know, you never know. Might bad, have gone in for, you know, something, bad something boy, little. Bad boys need love too. It's true. Do you remember that TikTok thing from off topic, but that fucking, the TikTok. Uh, oh yeah, and me and you were seriously considering writing, writing, having a pen pal in prison, and we were like, we can't. These men are so attractive, like we can't do it because we'll get hooked Good in. Lord. Terrifying. Anyway, um, so uh, she said one morning a letter arrived on Daffy Duck newspaper. It was from a man called Doc. He was a pagan and had been practicing witchcraft since he was fifteen, did, and he was an Aquarian. Did he have long she hair? Was like oh. He, he do well wait and see okay um so obviously Susanna is like oh my god yeah. he sounds lovely and yeah. they wrote to each other and they started chatting on the phone and they eventually arranged to meet in Baker Street and um <laughs> sorry they had they had um a uh they had like a lot in common right so yeah. one of their topics of conversation was uh what their favorite kate bush song was and um both oh. of their favorite kate bush songs was the man with the child in his eyes which is the worst 
Kate Bush song. Everyone knows Kate Bush has like three good songs. No, that's not true. That is true. I won't, I won't stand for Kate fucking Bush slander. I will name. I will name you the three good Kate Bush songs. Okay, maybe there's one three, but there's Babushka. Great song. Great song. Wuthering Heights. Yeah. Oof, oof. Great song, right? What else? Running up that hill. Yeah. Um, woman's work. Cloud busting. Meh. Woman's work. Love and anger. No. Hounds of Love, There's... or is that the Cure? No, no, that is Kate Bush. Right. Okay. There's so many. I'm massive Kate Bush fan. Mate, you saw her live and said she was shit. So don't. Yeah, Come it on. was because I didn't like the fucking songs that she was doing. It was far too experimental. Didn't she only sing like like one? She did like the latter half of the Hounds of Love album. Yeah. She did a couple of stuff off of Red but uh, what was it called? The Red Shoes album. She didn't do Wuthering Nights, did she? she? No, she didn't do anything off her. Honestly, inside. imagine Nothing. going and seeing Kate Bush and her not doing Wuthering Nights. Anyway, no, 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 I'm no, a no. Big Kate no, Bush no. fan. We need I'm to s- take the hold slander. on. We need to sit with that for a moment. Imagine yeah, she, she won't be able to. She didn't. That's not what she's doing anymore. It would she, be. It would like, be like going to see Los Del Rio and them not singing the Macarena. Oh, it wouldn't be like that. At all, <laughs> she's got plenty of other fucking songs, but you know. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Do you not like cloud busting? I mean, it's okay. Is that the one? That one. No. Okay, then I don't know. <laughs> There's like so many Kate Bush good Kate, Kate Bush. Songs. Kate Bush is the personification of New Age Woo Woo. Fuck off, that's Enya. <laughs> Fucking oh, love a bit of Enya. Bush. Love a bit of Enya. You need to listen to the album The Central World by Kate Bush as well. That one's a banger. I think I'd rather eat my own shit. Um, Violin is a great song. No. Army Dreamers. No. Um, do you not like wow? Wow, 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 wow! wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. The wow. one, yeah. The way you walk, the rhythm when you're dancing, every no. inch. That's Kylie Minogue, not Kate Bush. Not Can you put in a little bit of um wow? Absolutely by Kate Bush? not. Carry on, move, carry on with your story, please. Anyway, um, so they basically got a lot in common and he's got really long black hair. And she realised that dark was everything that she had listed and um, when she described her ideal oh, man. This is just like and practical said, magic when she casts a yeah. spell. Oh my God, I love it. And she said that um, by talking about her dream man under a full moon, she had cast a spell and magically manifested him into her life. Now, that literally happens in practical magic. When's the next full moon, Martin? Because I think you need to start writing down your list of demands. I don't want a man. That's a lie. I don't want a relationship. I want someone to worship this body, but that's about it. Because, (laughs) I mean, I don't worship it, so someone might as well. No, I'm just I, saying, write down the next full moon. I think I have those. I have those times where I'm like, I sometimes I'll just be that. I'll I'll be like, oh, you know, I would like a partner, and then I'm like, then I'd have to shower every day, and I can't be asked. Oh my god. Anyway, I've heard that the full moon ain't very good for manifesting. I think it's the new moon you're supposed to do it on. Anyway, so soon they were madly in love, and mm. on the night of Halloween 2008, they tied the knot in a hand fasting ceremony. Um, but underneath um, two ancient druid oak trees in Glastonbury. 
Okay. And she wore a black lace dress and Dark was in a black velvet coat with laced edge. St- like, literally everything mm-hmm. about this is just like a fucking stereotype. In it, though. In it. It's brilliant. I love and it. And honestly, when you see a picture of him, phenomenal couple. Yeah. Like... Man looks like he should be out here slaying vampires. Like you know, like, you know they have like I know what they have like um, wall hangings. Yeah, that vibe, you know. No. Like you know, like uh, well, like tapestries, like tapestries, and like her house, yeah, or yeah, yeah, their yeah, house yeah, always yeah. smells like incense. Oh yeah, definite Nagshampa vibe. Hundred percent Nagshampa vibe. They mm. remind me of um. One of the guys who claims um, that he slayed the Highgate vampire. Okay. In Manchester. Nice. Yeah, he's very much like that. But he models himself after Lord Byron. Okay. So, anyway. Um, so, she wore a black lace dress um, and he wore a black... Oh, I've already said that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry. That's okay. Um, so, the moon came out from behind the clouds as they pledged their love in front of a high priestess and then they jumped over a broom. And in January 2010, <laughs> um, Dark and her moved to Glastonbury right. and she was working as a full-time tarot reader and a psychic. And they opened um, a pagan Wiccan shop called the Wise Old Crow in Bood Cornwall. And the shop is an altar to witchcraft and magic. And um, they also, she also has a regular slot called Psychic Sue on top Cornish radio station, Pirate FM. Her name isn't, oh, no, it is Sue. Her name's Susanna. (laughs) I was going to be like, her name ain't even Sue. What is it it about, like, Glastonbury and Somerset and Cornwall that they love the witchy woos? Druids, isn't it? Like, Druid, and it's like the ancient monoliths. It's like Stonehenge. Yeah. um, What's the other one called? With the, with the Avebury, mm. um, Wookie Owl. Like lines. Yeah, it's I like love... ley lines and all that kind of stuff. Have you been to Wookie Owl? I have been to Wookie Owl. I love Wookie Owl and the legend of the Wookie Witch. Yeah, I love all that shit. Yeah, it's me great. Too, I me love too. it down there. Yeah, it's me brilliant. too. It's a lovely, lovely place. And hopefully we'll get there this year to visit our friend who lives down that way now. Yes, hopefully. Yes. So it, that was the fabulous. I've not finished. Oh not finished yet okay <laughs> so she said to wrap it up best of all um she loves giving readings she infuses them with magic to transform lives just like her own life was transformed by the power of magic she was destined to be a witch her fate was laid out before her before she even came out into the world she was meant to meet dark and when she wished wished for him the universe sent him to her after all Cosmic ordering is just a posh name for a spell. And that is like fucking uh, what the same shit that Noel Edmonds is on. Vile. He calls it co- Cosmic Ordering. And I, I'm sure I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but there's an amazing article by John Ronson yeah, about like have. the cult of people around Deal or No Deal. Yeah. And he's asking Noel Edmonds about his wife and how he, he um, cosmically ordered her. And John Ronson is like, isn't she the same one that sold the story to the Sunday people? And he's like, yeah, well, when I did put in the cosmic order, I probably should have specified trustworthy. Cracks me up every time. Very funny. I love that. Ow, what was that? Oh, my sides. Your what? My sides. The Your sp- sides? They're splitting. Oh, yeah. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> well, that was a lovely take a break. Thoroughly Thank enjoyed you. it. Um, I will be hosting... 
the story again next week because Emily's laying the bench. Um, no, I'm kidding. Yes. She's not really. She's she's got pre prior things to do. It's not prior things to do. I've just got. A, I've got you know things to I'm do. Behind. She's, she's I'm behind. She's behind. I've got, I've got, you know, work stuff, and I also haven't put out a YouTube video in such a long time. She's slacking, guys. She's slacking. I'm slacking. I don't know if you noticed, um, but there's a lot going on in the world, and with somebody with ADHD, that is true. Trisha Paytas, Trisha Paytas is pregnant, so I do understand. Don't, oh my god, Zone. I saw, I saw, I saw a really funny meme that was like, "What if the Queen's actually dead and she's reincarnated as Trisha Paytas's baby?" Things I don't need to think about. Imagine HRH Paytas. Or what if the cracking open of that stone <gasps> has correlated with the end of the world and Trisha Paytas. You know what they're saying though, you know, like the end of the world, but the Antichrist will rise. Yeah. Trisha Paytas is pregnant. On that note, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.